Good evening and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Hunter Combs and this evening we have Theo Dennis in the studio with us again. Good evening, Theo. Thanks for joining us. Oh yeah, thank you so much, man. It's always a privilege and a pleasure just uh, being here and, and having this great platform to share. Yeah, it's really a blessing. So Theo Dennis, he is the OM Ships Resource Director, and OM is Operation Mobilization, for those of you who don't know. So he works with Operation Mobilization in their ships ministry, and this year is a very special year for the ministry. It marks 50 years in the ship ministry of Operation Mobilization. So we're glad to have you with us, uh, Theo, and thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Just that 50 years, uh, if you can just play that back, um, we had... uh, uh, our first ship uh, bought in 1970. Wow. And uh, Hunter, what happened is, what inspired that? you got to just play the clock back. What inspired that? Hmm. There's a bunch of young men, you know, 20-something years old, yeah. just thirsty and excited about God and God's glory. Hmm. And guess what they're doing? They're in prayer at Moody Bible College. Wow. They in prayer, and one of the ways they prayed was a world map. Hmm. So they put the world map on the floor. Yeah. And they were all around the world, you know, touching countries, uh, putting their hands on particular countries. And uh, the founder and leader of OM, George Verwa, hmm. suddenly gets up and he says, hey, guys, check this out, you know. There's actually more sea than land. <laughs> yeah, there's something like two-thirds of the continent or the world uh, is, is, uh, it's got sea. Wow. And uh, you look at the major cities of the world, London, mm. New York, Cape Town, Durban, Bombay, Calcutta, uh, mm. you know, uh, Sydney, uh, Jakarta. These mm. are all port cities of the world. Mm. And then they were really big into taking Bibles across to India, overland, going overland with trucks mm. and taking it. And they said, whoa, with a ship, we could take far more tons of Bibles. Wow. And these young guys together trusted God wow. for a vessel. Hmm. And um, the story goes that the day they actually bought the ship, they emptied out their pockets of money. <laughs> and they didn't have money to take a taxi home. <laughs> so, yeah, these were all young firebrands, you know. Um, wow. I was thinking about William Carey mm. when he said, attempt great things for, for God and expect great things from God. Mm. And they, they were right there, you know, mm. just saying our God is bigger than our bank balance. Wow. And we're going to trust him for the impossible. And that's what they did. And mm. this was the start of this ministry. Wow. 50 years in October 1970, they bought the first ship called Logos. Wow. And that ship was in Cape Town 1971. Hmm. And I was a little lighty, you know, a kiddo, uh, holding my mom's hand going on the ship. I wow. mean, it's just. It was just bigger than a, uh, like a fishing trawler, you know. Wow. But that, that, that's what it was. And, and George Verwa and his family and a couple other families, they weren't bored. And that's what they were doing. Wherever wow. they stopped, they just shared the gospel, gave out Bibles, and then kept moving. They, hmm. they, 
they were heading all the way to India. Wow. But they came uh, via Cape Town. So, yeah, very, wow, very that's, powerful. That's amazing. So, 50 years in the ship ministry. Absolutely. What a testimony of God's grace and God's glory and God's provision. So, speaking of the glory of God, I think you wanted to share with us this morning, or this evening, I should say, uh, just a scripture that's been on your heart about the glory of God. Yeah, we, we had a devotion this morning, and in, in the devotion this morning, I just actually saw this uh, beautiful scripture in Second uh, Corinthians 4. Uh, you know, the whole thing about we have this treasure in jars of clay, but just before that, it says... Um, let light shine out of darkness and he made his light to shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ Hmm. Um, but if you go down I mean Paul's talking uh, a lot about their suffering uh, for the sake of the Corinthian church Um, And then he says this beautiful um, verse here in verse 18. And he says, all is, um, all this for your benefit, he says, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people. Listen to that. I never read that before. I probably did, but it doesn't come out like that. It says, the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Hmm. And, and already with the Corinthians, Paul was saying, listen, this grace is reaching more and more people. Hmm. And when you think of that initial ship and when you think of that initial thrust, that was the thrust. To reach more and more people. And these, like I told you, these were young fellas mm. just saying, you know, God anywhere, anytime, any place. Mm. Uh, they were mavericks uh, in, in the sense, you know, they that sold all, uh, all kinds of stories um, to follow God. And uh, when I read that, this is it. It's this this climax that, that Paul is saying um, that more and more people may end up giving thanks and overflowing for the glory of God. Hmm. And then, of course, it took me way back to um, uh, uh, the end of days, Hmm. uh, the end of Revelation, um, where you have this culmination uh, of what this is all about. Uh, John Maxwell, that great leader, talks about um, one of these principles. He says, start with the end in mind. Hmm. And I think... Um, if you want to look at the end, the end will motivate you hmm. to say, what can I do to get more people? Hmm. And so I, I want to read that um, right here in Revelation uh, 7 from verse 9. It says, after this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation and tribe and people and language Um, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. And they were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Mm -hmm. And all the angels were standing around at the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures and they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen, 
Praise, glory, wisdom, thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Wow. And that is, that's really our mandate Hmm. as the people of God now is to see how we can get this gospel to the ends of the earth. Hmm. You know, the reality is there's something like 15,000 people groups in the world. And uh, they say something like 6,000 people groups are still without, have not heard the, the, sure. the words or the message of Christ. Wow. And so, um, you know, we, we as God's people, we, we have been authoritatively commanded by Christ. Mm. So when he said, I have all authority, now go. Mm. And, and, and not making converts, but... Make disciples. Making disciples. Yeah. Um, getting people in the school of, of learning, mm. you know, of being like Jesus and then living that out in their lives through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So, yeah, that's going to be an amazing event when we really, when Paul says more in Corinthians, says more and more <laughs> people. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard that before, but mm. uh, I read that and that really excited me. Mm, that's- more. That's so exciting. It actually reminds me of something I read by John Piper, and he said, missions exist because the glory of God does not exist. And I think he roots it in this scripture that we do missions or we reach out as Christians because God is not yet glorified in every nation, tribe, and tongue on earth. And as Paul's saying, all this is for, it is all for your sake, so that as grace extends, that is, as the gospel goes forward, as more people turn to the Lord, to more and more people, it may increase, what? Thanksgiving to the glory of God. So the whole purpose is not that the lost be saved. Yes, that's part of it. But the the end goal is that God may be glorified and praised and worshipped in the lives of those who do not yet worship Him. Absolutely. Because God deserves the glory. And that that scripture in Corinthians reminds me of the book that Patrick Johnson wrote. He Mm. wrote the book called The Church is Bigger Than You Think. Hmm. And God is building his church. Mm. Not you and me, Hunter. God is building his church. Mm. And the church is bigger than you think. (laughs) As Paul says, hey, more and more of the grace of God is reaching people. Mm. And uh, I think we're going to be surprised Mm. um, as we're hearing so much of testimonies, uh, certainly coming out of the Muslim world, Mm. about God's glory being manifested or revealed to Muslims. Mm. And we've got nothing to do with it. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, we've prayed. We we have prayed. We have everything to do with mm. it because we prayed. We've asked God, you know. But we we we've really seen God run ahead of us mm. with regards to this, and um, uh, it's it's exciting days. Really, mm. really exciting days. So, how is just as we're talking about the grace of God extending and the glory of God, or people glorifying God? Uh, giving thanksgiving to him unto his glory. How has the OM ship ministry been a part of that? You've already talked about sort of the beginning of the ministry, but now would you like to share some stories about how the ship ministry specifically stories you've heard or stories you've uh, actually eyewitnessed, how that's been a part of extending the glory of God? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The last time we met, I gave you four stories. Mm. Um, and one of the impact stories was was uh, just to recall about Taiwan, mm. um, uh, city in Taiwan called Kaohsiung. Mm. When I stood with an OMF missionary, when he saw all these thousands of people queuing up mm. to get onto our ship, he said, 
what your ship does in a weekend takes us 15 years to do. Wow. And I said, why? He says, because everybody leaving your ship leaves with a tract or little booklet called The Greatest Story Ever Told <laughs> in their heart language, in the Taiwanese language. Hmm. So very impactful through, through literature. But wow. I, I've got some facts here, Hunter, hmm. uh, that I'd just like to lay out on the table. It says, since 1970, we've had four ships and these four ships have visited 1,500 different ports in the world. Wow. Some of these ports, like I know when I was on board the ship, we visited once, twice, or thrice. Hmm. So new, I'm talking about ports, 1,500 ports. Unique ports. So unique ports around the world. Wow. Not re- repeat ports, but unique ports around the world. Hmm. In 151 different countries. Hmm. Now, with the ship Dulas, I've been to China. I've been to Japan. Uh, I've been to Palau. Do you know where that is? No, I don't. Palau is in the Pacific Islands. Okay. You get Micronesia. Okay. Um, you get Hawaii, then you get Micronesia, and it's the, in that oh, archipelago okay. of islands between Philippines uh, and Papua New Guinea. Hmm. And we were on this an incredible place. But the main thing is just about God's people everywhere, you know, um, giving Him glory, calling mm. His name, glorifying His name, saying "Our Father in Heaven," mm. uh, and 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 this is this whole come. So we've been in these uh, 151 countries. Wow! Um, many of these countries were seemingly impossible. I know it sounded like it was impossible to get mm. into China. Yeah, through prayer, we we got into China in 1996, but we couldn't connect with the underground church. We had to connect with a government-style church, mm. but we had a COVID operation, but we couldn't take them literature and stuff mm. like that the way we really wanted yeah. to. But we got into China. Mm. We got another chance to come back uh, a year or two later, which is a which which we mm. did far more. But I was there when we broke ground to actually get into China. We got into Shanghai, mm. which was quite interesting. 150 different countries. One of the countries I remember quite clearly is a country in Africa called Djibouti. <laughs> Ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the Horn of Africa, just north of Ethiopia, Eritrea. Mm. Okay. And uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's famous because it is, has the hottest climate on the planet. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And uh, when we were there, uh, the United Nations uh, was, was there delivering huge um, aid uh, food aid going mm. into uh, uh, parts of Africa. So, yeah, just as I think about these different countries, little islands like the island of Malta, mm. where Paul was, you know, um, Cyprus, uh, many islands, I, Zanzibar, I think of uh, Seychelles, I think of Mauritius, um, all of the islands of the sea. Of course, the sh- our, our new ship, Logos Hope, is now in the Caribbean, doing mm. all the islands of the Caribbean. Mm. So, um, 150 different countries reaching close to 50 million people. Wow. And a lot of these places aren't Christian. No. People aren't Christian. So, how, how is that received? How are these? Because you're coming with clearly Christian materials and 
writings and everything, how is that received, say, in a Muslim context or in some of these other contexts? A Buddhist, Buddhist, a Buddhist context, context. Yeah. Things like that. How do they so, um, we, we, we We um, have two faces, actually. Okay. A secular face um, okay. and then a, a spiritual face. So, mm. when, when we come to South Africa, we put on our spiritual face. <laughs> so, other than that, um, we, we pose as, and, and rightfully so, we pose as a cultural, educational bookship. Okay. And um, we don't, uh, we respect, uh, you know, the protocols and the, and the laws put over us. Now, we've been with Dulos, uh, certainly we've been into the Gulf, uh, mm. the Muslim Gulf twice. Mm. I mean, we, you, we, we went from Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Bahrain, Qatar, Kuwait, mm. going right up, you know. And um, every place we were, we were basically uh, then given the, the, the limitations within which we could operate. And I remember very clearly, I think it was in Qatar or Bahrain, that they asked us to put a clear sign where our Bibles were. And our Christian really? materials, yeah. <laughs> so we all had all all the books, you know, educational books mm. and secular books. Um, we normally have over five thousand titles, and then there was this part, the section for Christians only. And I mean, really? And the Muslims <laughs> just come, wow, what's so special for Christians only? And when they mm. went in there, they'd see, you know, the Bibles, uh, the Bibles and 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 books, and wow. and they would just buy Bibles. Wow. We ran out of Bibles. Hmm. Uh, you know, they call it the Injil, and we, we ran out of, out, out of that. So it was very, wow. very, very powerful hmm. um, getting into some of these places. That's amazing. And when you think about literature or the written word, it has such an impact because it can share with hundreds of people. Oh, someone yeah. can put it down. Someone even throws That's it in right. a bin and someone else picks it it's up. It's a time bomb. It's a time yeah, bomb. Yeah, it's, it's never ending in a sense. It's a missionary that keeps proclaiming the gospel over yeah, and over again. Absolutely. And so it's a really amazing medium and resource that can get to places where people can't. Yeah, yeah. Which is I mean, we have incredible. tons of testimonies, uh, Hunter, of, of pastors in the Philippines coming back and saying, uh, five years ago your ship came and I was part of the, a bunch of guys who were stealing Bibles off your ship. <laughs> we were stealing books, but we didn't know that, you know, he says, and I picked up one of these books and it was the Bible and I read it and I gave my life to God. Wow. And I'm just here to confess that I stole the Bibles, you know. It's just uh, incredible. Uh, there's a, another beautiful story uh, in Mauritius. Um, uh, they saw uh, when the ship was coming alongside, um, they, they have the pilot, and the pilot was on board, and the pilot was saying, uh, the pilot was saying, um, how much, uh, you know, as he's coming and bringing us alongside, so AK brings us alongside, and then he says to the captain, um, you know, a bottle of whiskey, please. You know, because that's what he's used to, how he operates, yeah. you know. And the captain says, I don't have a bottle of whiskey. I've got something better. I've got water of life. Mm. And he gives him the Bible. And in disgust, the pilot takes the Bible and gets off the ship, you know. And years later, the ship comes alongside again. And they see a guy jumping up and down um, on the side where they kind of tying the ship up. Mm. And, and this guy couldn't wait for the quayside to go down, you know. And, and guess what? It was the pilot. <laughs> he read the Bible and he found the water of life. Wow. And he got up and he gave his testimony and he told the story how he f swore at the captain taking the Bible, you know, in disgust. 
<laughs> and how that very book changed his life. Wow. That powerful. Oh, that's amazing. It's absolutely beautiful. That's so impact stories I can tell you all the time. Mm. It's just incredible. So so um, you know, just in terms of this ship really reaching um uh, and influencing, uh, just coming right down to Cape Town, just yeah. one store in Cape Town. Mm. I'm sitting in my office about probably 10, 12 years ago, and the phone rings, and it's a church, a local church in Paro. And um, this gentleman says, listen, uh, uh, we, we are supporting one of your missionaries. And I said, wow, that's, that's amazing. What's his name? And the guy said, Alani Munsang. I said, but that's not one of our missionaries. That's a guy that I know who was on the ship yeah. when it came to Cape Town from India. Hmm. And guess what? This guy on the weekend team went to that church, and that church adopted him and fell in love with him after oh, wow. he gave his testimony. <laughs> and he said, I'm a pastor from the Assam region uh, or, or the, the Manipur region of India, which is almost right next to Burma. Hmm. And guess what, Hunter? This church adopted this guy, supported him. They brought him here a few times mm. for a break and for some input and for some other stuff. And that church has then gone there. And it's wow. just incredible the cross-pollination wow. that has happened. You know, And that's all because a pastor jumped on one of your ships. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what happened uh, uh, also, we, we had an event in Cape Town um, and uh, a local church hosted a couple from Kazakhstan. Mm. And um, a few years later, I went to go and preach in this church. And the pastor says to me, well, are we supporting somebody from OM? I said, well, that's great. So I said, away. He said, Kazakhstan. So I said, how the heck did you connect, you know? <laughs> he says, well, you guys had an event here, and uh, we hosted uh, some of your OM guys mm. in our church. And the pastor connected with his husband and wife. Wow. And uh, that church is still walking a road with a, with a Kazakh family wow. in Kazakhstan who are serving God there. Wow. Incredible. It's amazing. How, how, how the, the, the connections happen. Wow, that's amazing just to see how God works just, just through the ship ministry that people can jump on board a ship and then the Lord connects His people Absolutely. all over the world. And God's doing that all the time. Anta, mm-hmm. I will keep you a whole day telling you stories <laughs> of places I go and people say, hey, are you from that ship? And I say, yes. And they say, man, uh, I still, I'm still writing to so-and-so that I met from Germany who came to stay in my house and so-and-so who came to our church. And it's just incredible how God's mm. network of people, mm. you know, and heaven is going to be amazing because we're going yeah. to unravel a lot of this yeah. stuff. You know, like, how did you know? Yeah, this is what you said and this is what you mm. did. And and we listened to that radio, st- uh, you know, station that you were speaking on. Mm. And it's going to be an incredible surprise to yeah. us about about how God's uh, uh, Prof- prophetically, everything will be mm. accomplished mm. And, and and fulfilled. Mm. So we 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 I, I, before we end, Hunter, I I just want to um, tell people how we are uh, all over the years. We've had a lot of South Africans come through this ministry mm. of OM, 
Some yeah. of them are no longer with us. They've gone to other ministries. They're in other countries. They married other, you know. But it's it's just on a local level. There's one lady, and they're living in Cape Town at the moment. She was from Strandfontein hmm. on the Cape Flat. Strandfontein. Hmm. And she uh, fell in love with a Korean guy on the Dulos hmm. when we were there, when we were on board. And... Um, uh, they have since had three kids, mm. but they went to work in Mauritania. Mm. You know, that's not a new car. That's a that's that's a country, <laughs> just below just below Morocco. Mm. And uh, wow. I, I mean, really, have you heard of missionaries going to Mauritania? No. Here's a girl from Cape Town married <laughs> to a guy from Korea. They have kids, and they go and live in Mauritania. Why? Mm. Because they want to do what the Scripture says. Yeah. They want to radiate. When I ask them, why Mauritania? Mm. They say, we can't do much there. But what we can do is we can reflect the glory of God. Mm. That's what God wants us to wow. be, reflectors of His glory. Mm. You know, we don't have to be these major preachers. We just have to bring His presence into mm. a place. You know, and he does the work. The Holy Spirit is the one that does the drawing. Mm. He does the saving. He does the see. You know, that's his work. Mm. We just need to be faithful witnesses, mm. and, and that was so powerful. You know, um, when that was said. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I I always encourage people. You know, you can you can pray. Yeah. Um, and you can give financially to this ministry, but but you can go. And I want to focus on going, and I want to challenge a lot of these matriculants. Uh, if you know, if you know of any young person who's who's finishing matric, we we've got a special two-year program starting in February, mm. whereby they get some training and then they go to the ship for the rest of their two years. Mm. Uh, they've got to be under 21 years old. Mm. And um, what's that training called? It's called MDT Plus. Which, what does MDT stand for? Uh, Missionary Discipleship Training. Okay. And this is done in Pretoria. Okay. And it's great fundamental stuff, you know, the biblical basis of missions, but also understanding yourself hmm. um, and and saying, who am I? Uh, what is my greater purpose? Why have I been created? And hmm. finding your place and then going off to the mission field on the ship and serving, hmm. going to all these countries and making all these incredible connections. So I challenge young people today. I challenge matriculants in particular, you know, their lives. This is such an enriching experience. Mm. You come back from two years on the ship, you go to university, you'll read your material differently. Mm. It's life-changing. Perspectives mm. will change. Mm. So um, a, a mom, dad, uh, uncle, aunt, if you're listening, encourage your young people to pursue God's heart for nations and God will honor them. Uh, in due course. Mm. Um, and so you can go to our website. It's called om.org or particularly to our ships. You can say omships.org. Mm. Um, and if you need any information, you can look at um, sending us an email at info.za, info.za at om.org. Mm. And just send us that communication, or you can phone me direct, Theo, and my number is 083-235-4735. God bless you, and thank you for this platform. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Theo. It's really been, it's always a pleasure having you on, just to hear these stories of how God's worked 
uh, through this ministry of the ship ministry. And what a powerful just uh, reminder that God wants us to reflect his glory and just seeing these practical illustrations and example of how God has done that. So if you're listening tonight, we encourage you with these action steps, see how you can get involved or a young person in your life, how they can get involved in this ministry. Until next time, thank you so much. Good night and God bless.